Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Ravenhood, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Riot Games. So, today, I need you to pull the fur out of your ear holes, if you're a Willop, that is, because this is gonna be the bestest story ever. At least if you're little Nunu. <laughs> Each week, we jump into Riot Games' universe and narrate something from the world of Rune Terra. This week's story, if you haven't already guessed it, is about the boy and his yeti, Nunu and Willow. Thanks for tuning in. Once upon a time, there was a boy who wanted to prove he was a hero by slaying a fearsome monster, only to discover that the beast, a lonely and magical yeti, merely needed a friend. Bound together by ancient power and a shared love of snowballs, Nunu and Willop now ramble wildly across the frail yard, breathing life into imagined adventures. They hope that somewhere out there, they'll find Nunu's mother. And if they can save her, maybe they will be heroes after all. And now, for the biography of Nunu and Willop, the boy and his yeti. Again, you can find all of these. I'm just narrating them off of the uh, Nexus Universe portion of the League of Legends website. There's a lot of really awesome stuff there that, if we keep going at this rate, we won't get into until the next, I don't know, two years roll around. Or if I get suddenly famous and do something incredible and get time to do this more often. <clears throat> Regardless. There's a lot of really awesome stuff there from comic books to short stories to lore across the across the board. So go check it out. All right. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> In fact, I'm trying to get some of my soul back from how much I sold to League over the last decade. That just got dark. How about Nunu and Willop's biography story? Nunu and Willop. One of the Notai, a nomadic, one of the Notai, a nomadic tribe that long traveled the Frail Yord, Nunu learned from his mother, Leka, that behind everything is a story. Together, they gathered tales that Leka turned into songs. For Nunu, nothing was better than journeying from village to village, hearing his mother sing of ancient heroes, with music and dance. The no tie brought one last celebration to everyone they met, as each winter's chill set in. Riding the wave of frost spilling from Anivia's wings, his heart beating the rhythm of a jubilant song, Nunu's world was full of possibility. On his fifth name day, Leka gave Nunu a very special gift, a flute, so he could learn to play her melodies himself. In the safety of their cart, the two bundled together and <clears throat> In the safety of their cart, the two bundled together and followed the knotted string that served as Leica's heart song, recording everywhere they'd been together as the years came and went. When the caravan was attacked by raiders, Nunu was separated from his mother. 
dragged to safety by a band of frost guard, the surviving Notai children were taken to a village near their towering citadel. Nunu was left to wonder what happened to Leika, waiting to hear her songs on the wind. Snow fell. Weeks passed. Nunu missed his mother desperately, but the frost guard assured him no child could safely search for her. They weren't even impressed when he showed them the flute, which he now called Svelsonga, the name of a mighty blade existing only in his imagination. Nunu spent more and more time alone, escaping into his mother's songs, the legends and heroes of old. He yearned to be one of these heroes, a warrior like the Frost Guard who could save his mother. A warrior like the Frost Guard who could have saved his mother. He even met their leader, Lysandra, who asked countless questions about his mother's stories, always seeking information about one particular song. No one believed Nunu could be a hero, not even the other Notai children who teased him for his flute when they now had daggers. But Nunu knew the songs in his heart, and one night he realized how he could prove himself and earn the Frost Guard's help to find his mother. From Lysandra, he learned of a fierce monster that killed all who sought its power, thwarting the Frost Guard who were sent each year never to return. There was a song that Nunu's mother sang. Could it be the one that Lysandra would always ask about? Suddenly, Nunu understood. Lysandra wanted to know about the Yeti. Nunu could name the beast. It would answer his challenge and then feel the wrath of Svelsonga. Using his flute to tame a herd of Elkir, Nunu snuck out into the snow. One lonely child traveled to face a monster, finally living out a legend that not even he could imagine. An ancient and noble race that once ruled over the mountains of the Freljord, the Yeti civilization was destroyed in a cataclysm of ice. Forced to watch his brethren descending into savagery after being stripped of their magic, one Yeti swore to protect what remained of their power, a gem that swirled with the frozen dreams of any mortal mind nearby. As the last magical Yeti, the Guardian was also shaped by perception. Though he had been chosen to, though he had been chosen to safeguard the magic until it would be needed again, he could find no worthy vessel. The men who intruded upon his ruined home had only malice in their hearts, and so a monster greeted them with fang and claw. But the Guardian knew he was forgetting something. His... Uh, his name, and the names of those he had loved. Once... Uh, once there had been a song. That all changed when a young boy stumbled into the ruins. After centuries of unbroken vigil, the monster was prepared to end the boy's life, snarling as he sensed the human approach. Unexpectedly, the gem brought forth images of heroes slaying dragons and beheading ancient serpents from the boy's mind. 
The child roared, drawing his flute like a fearsome sword. But the blow never came. For even as the boy saw visions of heroes swirling around him, he realized the deeper truths of the songs his mother sang. When he looked at the guardian, he did not see a monster. He saw someone who needed a friend. Still enraged, the Yeti did not expect the first snowball to the face, or the second. Snowball fight? In anger, then shock, and then joy, the Guardian joined in, shaped not by fear, but by a child's imagination. He was growing furrier and friendlier. His growl was becoming a laugh. Until the beast accidentally broke the boy's flute. As the child began to cry, the guardian felt kindred grief take shape around the gem. For centuries, he had looked into it and seen the end of his people, the threat they had buried, betrayed by the blind one. The threat they had buried, betrayal by the blind one. And now, instead, he saw a caravan burning. He heard a voice on the wind. He sensed something else within the boy, something he had never felt from a human. Not even the three sisters who had come to him so long ago. It was love fighting back despair. In that moment, the Guardian knew the Frail Yord's only hope lay in the power already within this child. The magic he'd been guarding was a tool. What truly mattered was the heart that would shape it. With a gesture, the magic passed from the gem into the boy, giving him the ability to make his imagination real, to repair his flute, freezing it in dreams that hardened into true ice. To imagine a best friend named Willem. Escaping into the frail Yordian plains, Nunu's heart and Willem's strength now enable the pair to do whatever they could never do alone. To have an adventure! Following the songs of Nunu's mother, they snowball wildly from one place to the next, holding on to the hope that she's still out there, somewhere. But Willop knows that with magic and dreams come responsibility. One day, the games will end, as the dark ice at the heart of the Freljord thaws and thaws. Oh, my heart. So, you guys may not know, I don't actually always read these all the way through before I actually put them together. So sometimes this is the first time I will read one of these stories. And if I can tell you one thing right now, something that is plaguing, I live in the United States and it's a pandemic and the world is just a nutty place. And one thing that we don't have a lot of as people is the joy and lightheartedness and grit that can come with a vibrant imagination like a child. And so I I just fell in love with this story, um, reading it to you guys right now. So just echoing that 
And imagination and the ability to leap into a story is at the heart of a lot of who I am and the way I think about the world. So really freaking cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and the last part of today's episode is going to be a short story under Nunu and Willop, and it's written by David Slagle and entitled Stone Cold. I, I wake up suddenly, like a story that starts in the middle of the action. The song! I heard it! Willop! I shout. I heard the song again. Wake up! I shove aside the snow that serves as our blanket and look to my fluffer-fick friend in the face, and his whiskers are twitching like they can feel my dreams slowly fading. And he growls and his breath swirls into all kinds of shapes, but, but even though he's old and he's got hair in his ear holes, still, hey, he's my best friend. <laughs> and I like to laugh as his beard tickles my nose. Nothing like a magical yeti to bring you back to reality. Willop rolls over and starts scratching his grumbling belly, and I said, you're always thinking about food. <laughs> and I laugh again, because laughing feels good, and it helps me remember. It helps me remember my mom. We've been following her song across the frail yard. It's my mom's heart song. Everywhere we've ever been, she's made a verse. And if I could only remember what each place was... I could find my way back to her. I could save her, like like a hero in her stories. But I can only remember parts of the song when I'm not trying. And sometimes it's like my mom's out there singing. Like that, like that. Did you hear that? It's coming from that village, I bellow, pointing towards a patch of the darkness beneath a frozen waterfall. I bellow, pointing towards a patch of darkness beneath the frozen waterfall. Something inside me just knows that's where the song came from. Sword first, Willop. I'll cut through the wind. I shiver as we enter the clearing a few moments later, though I'm surrounded by scrazzly fur. Even this close, the village is mostly in shadows. There's no people. If there were, I'd know, because it's so cold I'd see their breath. What's this place? I ask. <laughs> Willop growls wisely. Naljog? That can't be its name. How would anyone know how to spell that? Then Willop grumbles that it's the Yeti word for stone. The buildings are stones heaped really, really high. And the pathways are stone too. Stones. Ah, got it. So... It's not weird that the flowers are carved out of stone, right? And those furs hanging over a door? And that old rope? Huh. 
At least it would be rope if it wasn't hard and gray. Is everything here stones? I ask. It's not fair. In the stories, stones at least have runes carved into them or something. I'm starting to wonder why the song led me here, when finally I see a person, their back turned beneath the archway. Hi! My name's Nunu and I'm here to help, I yell, and I pull at the person's shoulder. But then they topple into the light with a dull thwunk, and I immediately realize they're stone too, and beyond the archway are all the missing people from the village, huddled together like statues. There's one who looks like a warrior. He's dull and gray. There's a farmer and his wife holding each other tightly, like they were carved from one slab. And a little girl, a pebble beside them. Oh, it's a curse. A, a real one. Willop, I say. We gotta do something. See, that's the thing about Mom's songs. My favorites were always tales of heroes, more than a match for any curse. With the lessons I learned, we can save these people. Right? I have to believe. Otherwise, how am I going to save her? Hmm. Hmm. I, you know, I remember one song, a myth about how Avarosa healed the turtle that carries the sea by giving it a big kiss. Mm, but I don't want my first kiss to be a statue. I make Willop kiss him just in case and watch as the stone gets stuck to his fur. <laughs> hmm. Well, I try saying the prayers that Lysandra taught me just in case. I make a dragon out of the snow to scare the curse away like Anivia did to fight the southern army. I even tried pulling the sun closer like how Brom thawed his village in the song my mom sang. But the sun's just too far. <sighs> Brom must have really long arms. Willop tries to comfort me. He says some curses can't be fought. Sometimes heroes don't win. But I remember what matters. I can feel it. Even though my mom is missing, our caravan buried in the snow, the feeling of being loved. That's what this village deserves. If we can't help these people, I tell Wellop, then we're going to help these statues. And I smile and reach for my flute. I mean my sword. Svelsonger. Hero time. Ha! I can smell the curse. A hateful stench-like troll. It has the weight of centuries, weight that could grind the years this child has left down to mere days. Here is where even heroes of song would question how they could fight blades powerless against ancient magic. But Nunu is no mere hero. He is something better. He is a boy. He whoops and calls my attention to the frozen waterfall above us. We are close enough now that we can see them, nestled atop stillness. 
Krugs. Stone creatures animated by magic more than at home living above a village such as this one. Their nest has dammed the water's flow, holding back the frail yard's lifeblood. I taste a hint of new news intentions. It tastes like rugs. <laughs> Delicious. Hey, stony crabs! You took something from those statues! Nunu yells and hops onto my back without losing a beat, for the music is in his heart. The magic is his now. Swept up in his imagination, snow forms before us, gradually taking shape into a mighty snowball. <laughs> I laugh as we ramble wildly, our merry burden growing, our merry burden growing so large that beneath us the village trembles, buildings stretching themselves awake, and still the snowball grows larger. The Krugs make only a tiny chitter as we leap into the air on top of the waterfall, blotting out the sun. The frail yord goes white, the dam embraced by snow even as it's torn apart, and then the earth roars. Icicles crack like bones made brittle by winter. The roar grows louder as the river coughs and clears dust from its throat water tumbling into the village below. Did you see that, Willop? Nunu asks, but my eyes are already closed. I can feel magic more powerful than the curse welling up to fill the village, casting shivers through my fur and bringing warmth to a world that is cold. It is the only magic that can save the frail yord. Even the frozen dreams of my people, coveted by the Frost Guard, pale in comparison to this magic, held in abundance by a child. Hope. His arms are round me now, and I hug him back with all four limbs, looking away so he does not see the snowflakes falling from my eyes. The curse is not lifted, but still life has returned. And as it spreads, stone flowers washing away to make room for living ones, what curse could stand in its way? No evil can last if life embraces joy and refuses to hide. I reach onto the ground and pick up a chunk of ice, crushing it to snow beneath my paws. Hey! Nunu yells as I hit him in the face with a snowball, <laughs> trailing the magic that swirls in his heart. As we play, the wind whips through the flute on Nunu's back, casting up stray notes. <laughs> then I finally hear it too, her song. Where waters once roared Winds whisper to stone In shadow Nalyag lies Silence sings And hope survives All right, give me credit. The song in this one is immensely better than the horror that was in our Malphite and um, Skarner 
video, song, whatever. These aren't videos. This is a podcast. Well, that concludes the podcast for today. I guess this is kind of my little outro bit. I really love that you guys are jumping in on this. Those of you who are listening, let me know what you think. I'm on Instagram at Ravenhood. I'm on Twitter at Ravenhood. You can hit me up on the Anchor app as well if you're using that. If you're on Spotify, you're going to have to share me in your story or something silly like that and tag me. That way I can know you're listening and I would love to meet you, the few of you who are jumping in and see what you think. So thanks again for listening. I think for me, today's story of Nunu and Willop is actually a little bit more close to home just because we're all across the world. And it's not often you can say something like that, are really kind of in a frail Yordian winter for lack of a better term. It's hard. Some of us are having to be alone for a lot longer than we like to be alone. Sometimes we're blessed to have some family or we've got friends that we can meet with. But I really, really feel like this uh, this story of hope and joy in the midst of trial or of difficulty that Nunu and Willop are is actually really helpful and in, 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 to me, at least inspiring to a degree. It reminds me to remember hope. Um, I'm just going to read the song because I think it's really important and there's a lot that we can learn here. Where waters ro- Where waters once roared winds whisper to stone in shadow Nalyag lies silence sings hope survives anyway appreciate you all hang in there uh this too shall pass and uh yeah tag me tag me on a instagram story or something if you've listened to this And I'm trying to get better and better with my editing and better and better there. So anyway, yeah, I'm going to go drink my tea and eat some ice cream. Catch you next week. I don't know who we're going to do yet. I have a couple champions on my radar. Uh, My wife really wants me to do Rakan and Zaya. That's tempting. I have someone else who's recommended Yasuo. And I love Liam O'Brien because I'm a diehard Critical Role fan as well. So who knows? It might not be any of those three. It might be two of the three. It might be one of the three. Who knows? So yeah, hit me up with someone you might be interested in doing champion-wise because we've got like 140 of them to do. And this is fun, so I want to keep doing it. Thanks again.